So kind of keep them in prayer. So that's, that's, that's really awesome. Yeah, so I'm just like really excited because we came back from our young adulting fellowship retreat, which was awesome in the Angeles Crest Mountains. So that was awesome. Okay, like LA winter has arrived, like wearing sweaters. It's, just, it's cold. It's like 60 degrees. So we need to put on sweaters, right? But up there, it was like literally freezing, like 32 degrees, right? So yeah, we're spoiled down here. But anyways, we were super blessed. Like our two prayer requests was like, God, help us to get closer to you and help us to get closer to each other. And man, that was, that was awesome. They were like up till, these are young adults, you know? So like they're up till like two in the morning and stuff. I was like, oh my goodness. But they're just having fun together uh, and just really growing uh, into God together. And one of the things that we did was scripture study. So we studied a passage in scripture from the book of Luke uh, from 18 to 19. It's what I would call the blind beggar sandwich because what you find is the story of a blind beggar surrounded by two very rich people. And you'll, if you look into that passage, you'll see those two very rich people have very different kind of interactions with Jesus. But you see Jesus interacts with everyone. From the one who thinks they know it all, they got it all together, to, right, one who has nothing and is completely rejected, to one who everyone hates, right, the, the oppressor. He, he is able to interact with all of them. But the passage in the middle, in the sandwich, is a blind beggar sandwich. This is going to read that for us this morning as just kind of a base for why we take time to give testimony. So it says uh, in Luke 18, starting from verse 35, as Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who led the way rebuked him. They told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. So let me pray for us. Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Father God, for being uh, the light of the world in the midst of darkness. Thank you, Father God, that you are our hope, Lord God, that we hold on to. And because of that, in this season, we remember hope, Lord God, even before we have that which we need. So, Father God, we trust you. And, Father God, every kind of circumstance, I don't know how everyone came in, but we're carrying different things. Look, I, I just saw early in this, this morning just warriors like lifting up the sky and you see the sky and there's like northern lights just beautiful lights in the sky and, and i'm just reminded Lord god we it's about you it's not about us we want to see your beauty we want to recognize you and that you are the warrior that contends for us thank you so much jesus so all those concerns that we have we give them to you we know that you know about them we give them into your hands we trust you will uh, do what is best but help us now to be fully present as we listen to you through our brothers and sisters who have experienced you in unique ways. 
and we will give you praise. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. So in this passage, we see uh, just this blind beggar who really understands. He says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So not only does he know that this Jesus of Nazareth is the son of David, that means he's the king that was promised, that they were all hoping for. He says, have mercy on me. When you say have mercy on me, it means you don't deserve mercy, right? Like, he knows he is not worthy, especially in that time. They believed that anyone who was sickly was cursed by God, which is not true. But that's what people believed, and they, they, they pushed him aside. That's why you see as he's crying out, they're just saying, telling him to be quiet. Like, Jesus doesn't have time for you. But Jesus hears, and it's really interesting to the people who said that, to the blind beggar, he stops, and he makes them bring the blind beggar to him, right? And he just recognizes him. And then he comes in close and says, what is it that you want? Like, I, I am the king, but I am going to just talk to you and ask, what is it that you want to serve the king who serves even the blind beggar? And this blind beggar knows immediately what he wants. He tells him that, and he says, it's not like, oh, because I'm, he is great. But he says, you know what? Your faith has healed you. He honors the faith of this blind beggar who actually sees better than everyone else. Even before he receives his physical sight, he recognizes Jesus. Uh, and Jesus honors him for that. And this is the response that, uh, that I think we could learn from the blind beggar. In verse 43, it says, after he was healed, immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. And then when all the people saw it, they also praised God. See what's happening there? He receives his sight. He's like immediately full in with Jesus, and he is praising God. And that causes other people to say, hey, maybe I wasn't seeing things right. When they saw it, they also praised God. And what we do when we give testimony, God does not only speak to or through pastors. God speaks to us. High, low, bind, able to see, he speaks to us. And if we respond to him with faith, right, we experience him. And then we praise God. We give testimony. We say, it's God. It's not me. It's God. That we need to see all and celebrate whoever is giving that testimony. Um, so I was just so encouraged by just what was happening with the young adults. So I, I just want us to testify to that. So I'm going to call up the different young adults uh, and just share just one way they just witnessed, they interacted with God. And I'm even going to call some of the, the tech team right, because they were there, so they'll, they'll, like, cover each other and stuff, right, um, so I'll just open it up first, but if you're being shy, I'll just, I'll just call you out and just bring you forth, but, so any of the young adults kind of could come up and testify uh, to the way, um, yeah, just one way God met them this weekend, <laughs> oh, okay, you're gonna be shy now, huh? 
Okay, I think Felipe is help, helping uh, Alice get ready. <laughs> You'll go second. Okay, okay. Well, maybe then um, Mariana, our, our fearless leader that was holding down this young adult group. Let me just tell you something about this young adult fellowship group. It started in the pandemic, people. Uh, and it was Mark, Mariana, and Angel right there. And they are faithfully meeting. Uh, uh, and a lot of the young adults are so lonely, right? And it was a hard time. And they were sharing. Uh, sometimes they, it would just, they'd show up to the Zoom meeting. It'd just be the three of them. And they would just keep, you know, persevering. And this weekend, there was, there was uh, 13 of us all together. And it was really awesome to see the. God honoring their faithfulness. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. I guess I can start with um, how this whole, like, young adult started. Um, I, I came to New Life uh, 2020, like, during the pandemic online. Um, and I just, I was like, where are the young adults? <laughs> where are you guys? You know, my age range between, like, 18 to 30. And um, it was something, I think, a conversation that Mark and I had when we were um, talking about, like, I asked him about, like, the youth. And I was like, well, is there a young adult? And he's like, there was, but then there was not. And then, you know, it, there's just not, um, nothing consistent right now. And so we just decided during the pandemic, hey, let's just, do a Zoom, and yeah, then Angel came in, and then it was just like me, Mark, and Angel, the three of us sometimes for consecutive weeks, um, and then there were some people that would show up, and I never got to see their faces because they always had their cameras off, so that's just the beauty of Zoom, um, but yeah, so this weekend, I think I came in of like, okay, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help, I'm gonna help lead, and I came out just being like, I, I actually needed this more than anybody. Um, as a, a lot of you know, uh, my family's in the other side of the country. They're in the East Coast. And during the holidays, it gets pretty lonely. And it, sometimes I, and so, you know, there was something that Dave was talking about during his life as a young adult, a single young adult person going home on a Sunday after church and just like, you're alone. <laughs> You know, yes, I have Jesus and everything, but you're just alone um, physically, right? Um, and so I I think coming in, I just, again, I was like, I'm just going to help. <laughs> but I realized that there were some things that Jesus needed to still fix in me and things that, um, you know, I thought I let go of years ago, um, which a lot of things like um, just some anger towards some people who have hurt me, some... Um, yeah, those feelings of loneliness, um, those feelings of just um, still unworthiness that I've, I've dealt with throughout the years. Um, and so through this experience and seeing just how the young adults have just committed <laughs> a lot and just um, their passion and their, their, their love for Jesus, it just like really revamped me and just like, okay, like I, I can't be just like, in one spot like I need to do I, I want to do more because I love Jesus and so um, yeah I feel like Jesus is pushing me to more things and I'm, I'm excited to see what 2022 brings um, but yeah so I, I really had a good experience and um, 
I hope if there's any young adults that weren't able to make it, you know, come by. We have, we're going to start having bi-weekly meetings um, starting January. I think the first meeting is the 13th, the Thursday at 7.30. But yeah, just, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Mariana and Angel, uh, they're going to be in our D school for 22 too, 2022 too, so that's going to be awesome. Just getting more equipped uh, into kind of the call of leadership that God has placed on them, so that's going to be really exciting, so we want to support them in that as well. Okay, so since Alice said she's second, so I'm going to call up Alice. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I, f I forgot what I was going to say. Okay, so, yeah, um, in the beginning of the pandemic, you know, um, I've only been a Christian for a couple years, like, you know. And uh, in the middle of the pandemic, my boyfriend and I, we were dating for two years, and we broke up. So uh, he was a Christian. He was someone that introduced me to be a Christian, so... Um, like, uh, I, like while my motivation to go to church was kind of corrupted because I was like, oh, I'll, I'll be with my boyfriend, you know, I was, um, I still wanted to go and I loved worshiping, I loved reading the Bible, Bible study and stuff. So that was really great. But then when we broke up, um, I kind of went off and was like, oh, uh, there's no reason for me to go to church anymore. You know, like all of the people that I knew, um, were like associated with him so like i kind of centered my life around him you know like he became my life so uh when i became like when i wasn't with him i was like oh who am i like, like i had an identity crisis at 18 wow but <laughs> um but yeah so um yeah but i was like oh i want to continue being a christian i I liked doing this, I liked worshiping, it made me happy, and I'm going to continue doing this, right? Uh, so, you know, in the pandemic, I wasn't allowed to go out at all. My parents are not supportive of me going to church. Like, I have to sneak out the house, you know, out the balcony door and, like, lock it. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, like, I had to basically teach myself. You know, I didn't know that the church had lives or they had, like, sermons online, so I didn't do any of that. I just did, like, the Bible setting app. And, like, I am so dumb, okay? Like, I, when I read the Bible there, it is so condensed, and it has so many lessons, so many things that you can learn. And there's just so much. There's only, you can only go so far going alone, you know, like, in the announcements before. Like, you have to be in a community to grow as a Christian. And, um... In the pandemic, when I was all alone, I was just like, what is this? You know, like, what, what am I supposed to take out of this, right? And, uh, you know, being in this retreat, it just opened my eyes again. Like, like yeah, this is, this is good. Like, um, uh, like uh, when we were Bible studying uh, together, we would be in groups of four, and then we would share what our observations were, how we could ap um, applicate it to our lives. Yeah, applicate it to our lives and... Um, you know, any questions that we had. And, you know, there were just so many questions that I didn't, you know, 
asked myself. I was just like, oh, you know, it's pretty straightforward. Like, oh, you just have to ask God for what you want, and then it'll come. Or like, you just have to follow God blindly, have faith, you know. But there's there's so much more to it, and um, you know, it, it was just really fun to be surrounded with people, and uh, it's a nice change because I'm a very lonely person. I am a very shut-in person, so that was yeah, that was great. <laughs> Thanks, Alice. Yeah, it's just really awesome to see a lot of the young adults who basically for 20 months, and a lot of us were just so isolated, just really kind of open up to the Lord and open up to each other. And yeah, like Alice is, is so brave and just sharing things from her life that was really just, just challenged us, you know, in just ways that uh, God was meeting us together. Yeah. All right. So who is next? We got... All right, Brother Pablo, coming up. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. My name is Pablo. So first, I want to start with something a little bit about me. So I was in the Marines for five years. I know I look younger than what I actually am, but I'm 25. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So before I went to the Marines, I went straight out of high school. I was very involved with the church, but when I went to the Marines, I kind of just strayed away. And I always had in my heart, like, I always believed, I always believed. But I eventually got deployed, and I feel like that was the one time where I, I kind of, because I was straying away, if I'm be honest. And when I, when I deployed, I, I kind of did search for God, but it was kind of like keep me safe type of thing, and I know that's not right, and I feel really guilty about it, but then I got out, and then the pandemic hit, and I actually did go into a little small depression myself, and it wasn't until I met my girlfriend, Alexa, where she introduced me to this community, and I started getting more involved, and I, I didn't realize I, I re really needed this retreat, because I always felt like I was like, okay, like, I believe, and like, but it wasn't until I went to the retreat where I'm like, wow, I actually had a lot of doubt in my heart, and seeing other people open up, too, made me feel a little bit more comfortable, because I felt like I wasn't alone, so I was able to open up, and I realized that I'm not actually sprinting, I'm actually learning how to crawl, and it wasn't until Dave told me, like, it's okay, like, you know, everyone starts at some point as long as, like, you're trying. And it made me feel really comfortable because I felt very discouraged and uncomfortable being, like, as old as I am. But seeing other, everyone around me, like, closer. Or if, for me, what it felt like they were closer than I was. So this retreat made me, like, realize, like, a lot. I feel like I learned a lot more about myself and what I need to do. And... Yeah, like, it's just comforting knowing there's other people, not just me. That's pretty much it. It, it was just really beautiful. It was really awesome to see Pablo just reconnecting with God, hearing from him, and actually speaking words to bless others, you know, that when people are like, whoa, how did you know that? It's like God was just speaking to them already, and 
that's what you're just learning. Like, God is speaking all the time. It's just, are we going to listen? And he doesn't need to work through this, part, this kind of person or this kind of, just a heart that just knows that they need God. That, that's, that's all. Uh, yeah. All right. So we have a couple others. So I think, Angel, you got called out, so. <laughs> So what I got from this retreat is um, the confirmation that I'm really good at archery. (laughs) No, but um, uh, the past few months have been really tough. Um, I guess just like questioning my faith, you know, uh, with the pandemic and everything, and then... um, I guess, I don't know, I, I, I you know, I, I have clean time, I've been in church, and I just, uh, my mind was just still in my old ways in some ways, you know, and, um, you know, doing, I guess, playing games with people and everything, you know. And little by little, I start feeling myself with one foot in, one foot out, you know? Um, and going to this retreat, it just kind of reminded me, like, it, it got me back to that place where I needed to be, you know? Um, it brought the fire back in me. And, and um, like Dave said, you know, we, for the past, like, two months, I think, we've been talking, and um, he'll call me, like, every Wednesday, and we just kind of talk and get into uh, the word, and, um, you know, I decided, you know, I wanted to go to D school, so I'll start in January, and just kind of, like, what I want to do is, um, my childhood was really tough, you know, and... I realize that, you know, there's there's a lot of young men that go through the same thing, and you know, just um, I guess growing up thinking that you have to be this tough guy, and and you know, I guess just because of the way I was raised and everything, and um, I just kind of want to be there for for the young men that are coming up. Um, also, what kind of, what kind of got to me was, you know, my little cousin, he just had a baby and he was scared, you know, and it just brought back flashbacks of when I was having my son, you know, and, um, my job wasn't stable. I was, I was scared, you know, I was like, I don't know what to expect. I didn't, I, I didn't have a really good role model growing up on how to be a good father, you know? And, um, you know, but I've just, I've been doing the best that I can, and um, I guess I'm doing a good job, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, you know, so I just kind of, 
you know, I want to, I want to have, that's why I got into the, the young adults uh, fellowship, you know, because um, growing up around here, it, it, you know, there's, there's, you could go the good route, you could go the bad route, you know, and it's really easy to go down the bad route, you know, and um, um, I just kind of, I, I wish I would have had this same um, energy or, or, or like when I was younger, you know, when, when I was at that age, when I was getting into my young adult ages, and I, I wish I had someone telling me, like, hey, come check this out, you know, um, get involved with, with the young adults, you know, and, you know, my little brother is getting to that age, and he's involved with the youth group, and I'm proud of him, you know. Um, before my kids... He was pretty much like my son, you know. I, I raised him. And um, I'm, just, I'm just glad that he, he found somewhere to go, you know, a positive thing to do, you know. I'm, I'm glad that, that he's involved and he likes it, you know. And um, me and him, we haven't really had the, the best relationship in the past few years, but it's a way to just connect, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Um, two and a half years ago, I, I changed my life. And it's the best that's ever happened. That's all I have. <laughs> amen, amen. I, I love I love being around Angel, and I could see just a lot of the guys just feel very comfortable around him, uh, because uh, just anyone who's been through recovery, who's uh, kind of hit hit bottom in different ways, uh, they they're just brutally honest, not towards others, but about themselves. It's easy to criticize others, but he is he tells on himself all the time, you know. And I think that is just so good. Uh, just an example. Uh, of a man who uh, is real and does not pretend uh, and fake the funk, uh, but realize he, he needs God, right? Uh, and I just love the way that he wants to be a better father, and uh, just already he's starting to change the cycles. So I just praise God for that. Only God could do that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's Alexa time. The original Alexa, not, not the Amazon Alexa. Hi, everyone. My name is Alexa. Um, I've been coming in and out of this church for like the past two years. Um, it's kind of like scary. Um, thanks to Charlie. You know, he brought me here <laughs> and I got to meet Sam, his wife. So, you know, they're like mentors for me. They're like my parents, technically. <laughs> um, so, it's been a roller coaster of emotions. You know, we went through COVID. It hit really bad. 
I think for everyone, we all went through depression, anxiety. Um, personally, I went through like suicide thoughts and I was like, man, I, sh I don't want to be here. Like this trauma, this hurt that I have in my heart is like, I could like, you know, not take it anymore. And, you know, I was like really desperate and, you know, I was like, you know, I have to get back. Um, you know, it was like constant, like, like, like you said, like when, like one foot in, one foot out. And I was like, oh, like, you know, it, it, when you give your life to God, it, it's a drastic, uh, it's a big change because you have to be cleaned, you know. You, it's a new life with God. It's a new life with a new community. And, you know, um, so, you know, I came, um, you know, Charlie and then Sam were like, you should come to church. And, you know, they were like constantly like telling me. Uh, when I did come, um, I was introduced to Mariana, and then the new life, you know, um, you know, it was brought up, and we were invited, so we went, and we were like, you know what, like, let's just go, and I went, and I loved it, and, you know, we were getting ready for the retreat, and when we got there, it was like a whole new, like, experience, um, it was different, uh, we all, like, got to see our raw emotions and our testimonies. And it was wonderful when you have a community where you feel like you could really be yourself and be like, hey, like, this is what I'm going through and I know that I won't be judged. And that's beautiful. Um, so thank you, thank you, Charlie, thank you, Sam. Um, I know Sam was texting me like, are you going to the retreat? Are, are you going? Yeah, you are. <laughs> she was so excited for me. Like, she was like my mom, I was like, Thank you. And, you know, thank you, Mariana, for, you know, introducing us and Angel, you know, for being faithful and, like, you know, putting your seed and making us all, you know, be in nature and explore. And, you know, I went, like, you know, what was it? Um, I don't know. It was, like, zip lining and I hit my mouth. And I was, like, <laughs> it was, like, really fun. It was great activities. And I was, like, you know. Like, it, it's crazy that God made all of this for us, and, you know, we're in nature, and we get to enjoy it. And, you know, at the end of the day, he is the God of heaven, earth, everything. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, Alexa uh, is a self-proclaimed old soul, so she keeps us in line, you know. <laughs> No, it's so great to have her. Uh, I, I want, I, yes, I'm going to call you, Adrian. I'm going to call up Adrian. All right, this is like Josiah's BFF that he loves. He's such a good friend. He's willing to sit with Josiah through a Lord of the Rings extended cut marathon. That kind of love sort of guy. This is our brother right here. <laughs> yeah. It, there, there you go. And, um, yeah, this brother, I, I want you to share the details, okay, so, so people know what you're, you're talking about, what you shared at the campfire yesterday. Or if you got something else, bring it. Okay, whatever the, whatever the Lord is going to speak to you. Well, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to be sharing, but um, uh, the life group was cool. I used to have a life group, and uh, I don't know, I don't remember what happened. Our church kind of changed the way they were going. I didn't like the change, so I stopped going. 
And for a while, I was, you know, I, I stopped coming to church. And I met Josiah, and you know, he started inviting me to go to when we were down here by the by Broadway. And um, then I don't know why I stopped going, but then he said that we changed locations, and then we started coming here. And then uh, over the summer, I learned about you know all the life groups we had. And I started coming to those, and I started feeling better about, like, coming to church because I missed that environment I had before because of, like, being able to share with everyone. And I'm just glad that uh, Angel and Mariana took to the plan and, <laughs> and created a life group because it was a good experience. And I want to say thank you for that. Yeah, this brother was teaching me about cars all the way down on the trip. He said, you should just talk to this guy. He's just, guy, he's just a wealth of knowledge. But it was really cool uh, that uh, he shared at the campfire yesterday. I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, we, we, um, we did something in one of our final sessions where we were just, list, just God, how do you see us? You know, we just sat one person at a time, and we just tried to listen. You know, hey, God, what do you see about this person? And just all these people getting these crazy images, like everybody, you know. Uh, but he's kind of artistic mind, so he, he's like sharing these images. Then um, there was something that kind of came to his mind, but he's like, oh, no, that, that, that's, that's too weird. You know, <laughs> like it, it was like, I think it was like a room with no windows. He's like, I, I don't know. And then Chris was in there. Pastor Chris was in there. And then Chris said, you know, Adrian, as I'm praying for you, I see a room without doors. And then he's like, oh, my gosh, you know. And I think that moment he just said, like, God is speaking to me, you know. And, uh, yeah, that had particular meaning for him. And he was getting words for other people. And it was just really awesome to see God speaking to people in personal ways, in ways in which we might not have even understood, but we shared it with each other. And it had such deep meaning for all of us. Uh, we never know when that happens. God is speaking to us, and maybe he's telling you, hey, just talk to that person. Uh, and, th and that's hard, that's weird, uh, they might think I'm weird, but you never know uh, when you reach out to somebody what they're going through, and to be able to hear a word like that, and to be able to experience, oh, God sees me, <sighs> that's priceless for anybody, so, yeah, it, it's just such, such a grace, and uh, I'm just continually looking forward uh, to growing with them, um, so at this time, uh, unless there's some burning if there's any burning testimonies, I, I want to give, open up the mic a little bit. Uh, we have a testimony. Okay, I'm going to come over to you, okay? All right, Matthew. All right. For those who are new here and you just joined and you attended the retreat, I'm, um, I'm Matthew, of course, um, Saracho. And um, to kind of rattle off on what Dave was reading, I, too... Um, kind of like what you would call uh, um, the blind beggar in a way, because when I began college at East LA College, they didn't have many blind students, and um, I was supposed to have gotten all my books and things in Braille, which for those who don't know is a form of reading for the blind, and their excuse was, oh, we, we, we can't, we don't have the right cables or equipment, so that led me to wonder, like, how, how am I going to get the, my textbooks for the upcoming classes? And sure enough, 
the um, someone next door to uh, the the disabled students office was kind enough to email me every textbook, not the whole book in a document, but chapter by chapter. And because of this, I've been able to excel in every class and I got A's and B's. <laughs> and, and now, as a result of this, um, I graduate, even though COVID was hitting last year, I graduated with honors. <laughs> and, and now, um, most recently, I got an email from uh, an assistant of the Department of Rehabilitation, um, which says that I could I'd be qualified for any of any one of five positions helping the blind or vision impaired from home. So they they saw apparently this assistant saw my persistence not only with me you know advocating but with. Um, my mom here, uh, putting her two cents in and get, you know, a asking for what I, begging and pleading for what I needed because, you know, tr you're, you're all lucky you can see, but just picture yourself in college or, or looking for a job and you, you're in a wheelchair or a walker or, or better or worse, you, you can't see. It's like you're, it's like that beggar begging to Christ, have mercy on me. I want to, I, I want to see or I want to make a good difference in, in the world. So now, I'll, I'll, you know, as, as the days draw um, near, I'll let you know um, what this um, internship or apprenticeship entails. So there you have it. Thank you, Matthew. Uh, yeah, Matthew, my goodness. He is bold. He is bold. And he has a big heart, too. Uh, he's, like, he's like praise for his family, and, and they're here. But he's prayed for each and every one of them. Just so faithfully, he prays for his family. Uh, and so if you ever need some prayer, just, just go to this guy, okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> any other testimonies? Okay, we're just brimming with testimonies here. I love it. Okay, we got here, then here. Okay, we'll go to Matthew's dad right here. Good morning, everyone. Um, as most of you know, I'm Matthew's dad, but my real name is Art. So, um, I just want to say that through lots of prayer from my son and, and others in the family, um, uh, I guess I'm back. I, I've known Pastor Chris uh, since our youngest son was playing uh, baseball. I helped uh, Coach Chris pass coach slash pastor um, with t-ball with the boys and, and so forth. So I've known him many years, but I've always kind of resisted uh, uh, wanting to to get closer to, to the Lord and and I've had my, my reasons as like you, uh, I've gone through recovery. I've been there. I've been through, you know, through hell and back, and I know what it is, but uh, by the grace of God, I'm, I'm with my family and able to stand up here and say that God is good. Um, you know, I've seen and done things that I have that 
I'm ashamed of or were I was, but by God's grace, he's forgiven me. And that's one of the hardest things I've, I've had to deal with was to be able to accept that, to be able to say, you know what, Art? God forgave you. You got to forgive yourself and move on. So as I've made a recommitment to, to God and, and my family and uh, to the church, and, you know, hope to, hope to see and talk to you all. You know, I know sometimes we, we come from Baldwin Park, so we're not local anymore. But still, I've, I've made that commitment to the church, to, to Christ, to, to come here every Sunday and spend a little time, some time with him, but also, you know, reading, and, reading the word and, and, and get more involved with the church. Because I, there is something about this group, about this church that, that, that is wonderful, that I know that it's been, it's been blessed by the Lord. And I want to be a part of that. And I want to be, be able to, whatever time I have left on this earth, long time, please, um, <laughs> that I'm able to share and, and be committed to, to everyone here as, as, a, as a church. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you all for, for all the being open, receiving my son Matthew with open arms, even when I wasn't here. And, and he would always tell me and he'd share with me and we'd make our appearances now and then. Uh, me and my wife, you know, especially Matt would ask us, please, you know, can you come this Sunday? And we would, but now it's like, it's a joy to be able to get up in the morning, on Sunday morning, and get the family ready, then go pick up Matt out here in El Sereno, then come here to church to hear the word, to hear others share their life stories with, with me or with us. So I just want to say thank you so much, church. I look forward to growing old with you guys, and uh, God bless you all. Brother Art, oh yeah, thank you. All right, I'm going to call up Veto. Good morning. My name is Veronica. I'm still a young adult, and I did not go to the conference. <laughs> but I, I just wanted to testify and share with you uh, ways that God continues to be faithful through the years. And for those of you who don't know me, don't know my family, um, I am mom of three girls, Kimi and Emmy, young adults, and they're coming their way <laughs> very soon to that ministry. But um, two years ago, we lost Isabel, Isa, our youngest daughter, and she struggled with cerebral palsy for many years. And the last two years uh, of her life, just her health was just getting really bad. And so I've been a teacher for 25 years, you know, um, just that had been my identity for many years. And the last two years, um, our family decided that it would be best for me to stay home. And so I stayed home to take care of her, to be full-time at home. My husband, Scott, he had been doing part-time um, for the years before of her life. And um, he had been the main caregiver, but, you know, it was time for me to, you know, as a mom, I felt like I need to be at home with her. So I was so grateful for that, but that meant that I had to leave my job. And 
that was very hard, especially because for so many years I felt like, oh, I'm working to have insurance. I'm working to make sure that Isa has the doctors that she needs and that our family is okay. And, and then I had to make that decision. And so, so that was a, an adventure to choose into letting go of my job. And I had to resign as a teacher. And um, the grace of God in the midst of these really dark seasons, the, the song that we sang today, thank you, Sam, thank you, thank you, Maggie, and, and the other Sam, Sammy, uh, for leading us in, in worship because that was just so true that the light of God really shone really powerfully with his grace in those times that were so difficult. And during these pandemic years, I didn't have a job, right? Like, you know, Anissa passed away right before, a, a few months before the pandemic. But in the midst of that time, and as we started the pandemic, I was kind of offered a job. And it was not a job that I was looking for. It was not something that I thought, oh, that, I'm interested and I can do that. And it's been a fantastic job. I've been growing, learning so much. And the, the, grace of God that I want to share with you today is I have just been accepted to a master's program through my job. They're going to be paying for that. And, you know, it's, it's very scary. I'm excited. I'm very excited. And, you know, I have the butterflies in my stomach for like, okay, Lord, what does this mean? And, you know, but just seeing the faithfulness of God, the grace of God, that even when we are not looking for specific things he knows what we need and even when we made mistakes and didn't choose certain things or had to choose things in our life he's still the one who's guiding if we trust in him so I love him and thank you for being my community thank you so much for your faithfulness uh, just showing us uh, what that what that looks like to have that persisting faith all right, so I'm going to call up the worship team. I'd also like to call up uh, one of our elders, Alicia. She's just going to just some, have some uh, guidance for us in terms of prayer. Hi, everyone. Um, you know, as a, as a parent, there's a steep learning curve. Um, and you, you never necessarily know what is coming at you. And so I just wanted to share that, um, you know, I took our kids in for a routine wellness um, ex uh, exam this week. And Naraya, our one-and-a-half-year-old, um, just got some blood work, routine blood work back. Um, and the doctor, you know, messaged us and said, hey, there's some things that are just a little wonky with these, so I'm going to refer you to um, a pediatric hematologist. So I, we're just in that limbo stage of not knowing and waiting and trying not to go down the Google rabbit trail, right, of everything that it could be. Um, but I just wanted to ask for you all your prayer, um, and I hope that in a month we will be back here testifying that it was hopefully nothing um, and that all is well. But I just want to reaffirm to you all, I know the holidays are a tough time, right? There's a lot of loss that we've experienced, trauma, painful memories, and there can kind of be this facade of 
happiness over the holiday. We're supposed to feel joyful. We're supposed to feel, you know, all these things we're supposed to, right? Um, and I just want to make space that there are, there's hard things that we're all going through. There's grief and um, things that we're processing and prayer. So if you need prayer um, during this time as we close in worship, please don't hesitate to turn to your neighbor to um, come up and receive prayer because we know that it's not all just, um, I was going to say rainbows and butterflies, but uh, maybe snowflakes and, you know, tinsel is more appropriate or something. Um, so yeah, just a moment to make space for that um, as, as we close up this morning. Um, as we just hear that, as you've received faith, as for those who've testified and those who've heard the testimonies, you're receiving that faith with that same faith, trusting in our Jesus. We're going to cry out for Nariah, baby Nariah. So if you could, just as a sign of faith, just uh, from your seat, uh, just raise out your hand, and we're going to pray, uh, pray over baby Nariah right now. Mercy on us. We need you, Jesus. You're so good to us, and we know you hear us. We know you speak to us. We know you know everything going on with Nariah right now. We know, Father God, Lord God, that you know Chase and Alicia, Lord God. You know, Father God, uh, yeah, they love you, Father God, but this is a situation completely outside of our control. We need you, Master Healer, to come in right now. We pray over Nariah right now. We pray right into her blood that it would just be transforming. It would just be cleansed, Lord God. Just anything that's not of you, uh, anything uh, that's harmful, Father God, would be gone in the name of Jesus. And we pray, Father, for your life. We pray for the fullness of your spirit. We pray for your hand to be holding the Andre family right now, Lord God. Just rich with your presence, rich with your peace, Lord God. Ooh, God, thank you, Lord God. We pray that full healing right into Nariah's body. Thank you, Lord God. We could testify, Lord God, of you. And we know you love us either way, so we're going to trust you, Lord Jesus. You know what's best, so thank you for that, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And Father God, if any of us, if there's any uh, thing on our heart, Father God, we would not just hold it. We would cry out to you. We would bring in other people, say, hey, pray with me. Pray, pray for me. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.